Welcome back to ASMR Quest, listeners. I'm John Tyler. And I'm Ian Fox. Uh, Ian, uh, what, what, uh, what was that? Oh, John, what you talking about? <laughs> okay. Um, this is my normal... Oh, you know what is, John? You know what is? I don't think uh, we've spoken since I got back from jolly old England. Oh, that's right, Ian. Um, you since we last recorded, you you have been to England. I I've been to England as well. Um, although it seems like you've really um, I don't know. Something seems different about you. I feel like I'm more or less the same, but something seems different about you since well, you since you went to England. Well, John, I I try to really um, I really try to bring myself into the. Oh, I can't do it, John. Turns out <laughs> I'm just incapable. I would like. I would like to take this this moment to submit a formal apology to all those listening to the ASMR Quest podcast. I, your co-host Ian Fox, did visit um, jolly old England uh, since we last recorded, but I did not spontaneously develop a strong British accent. Uh, I really, I felt that it would um, impress you all if I had developed that accent. And I thought that you would appreciate me more as a co-host, but I now see the error of my ways, and I would like to just, you know, apologize for all those who have been hurt or confused (laughs) by these acts. I'll take full responsibility, and I know that going forward is a time not for me to explain, but for me to listen. So, John, I'm I'm listening. So, uh, was that really just because you realized that you couldn't sustain a English accent? Well, here's the problem, John. I actually, I think I don't know how to do an English accent. Like, when I'm saying normal words, right? Like, I say, oh, hello, governor. Right? Like, that's, that's easy to say in a silly-sounding British accent. But, like, if you try to just talk in a silly-sounding British accent, I don't know. It's like you've got all these other sounds that you've got to you know, cockneyfy or whatever, and I just can't do it all. <laughs> I should have practiced. I maybe that was my big mistake. <laughs> Insufficient preparation. Uh, maybe I'll I'll try one out for next time. I'll see if I can't do the next episode entirely in an obnoxious Cockney accent. <laughs> well, actually, here's so I I you know we both went to England, John, not at the same time, and we did not see each nope. other while we were there. Yeah, um, also I was there. in Scotland most of that time. I was I was only briefly in England. I spent all of my time basically in London. Although I did go on a on a touristy bus road trip outside. Um, yeah, it turns out those are those are a lot more fun than I uh, than I thought they would be. Yeah, I've done a couple of those. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, I I was a fan. It was um, I thought that there was a bit too much in the tour. I thought that it could have like you know it could have t- taken off one thing in particular Stonehenge. Um, yeah, but I'm just going to go, you know, John, I'm just going to go through a full <laughs> description of all of my travels right now. Okay, uh, sounds So, great. listeners, you know, just, just sit back, relax, and prepare to hear about the ASMR experience that Ian had <laughs> in U- the UK. Um, okay. So I spent most of my time in London. Um, some mm-hmm. observations about London, John. It's a very, very big city. Uh, so this is my first mm-hmm. time off of the sort of North American continent. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's pretty exciting. And I thought, yep. I sort of figured that in, in um, the UK, it would mostly be, um, you know, like shepherds and vicars and like, 
you know, you'd have... So, like, now, now, John, I want to be clear here. I thought there would be castles, right? I knew there would be castles, but I didn't think yeah, I would uh-huh. be allowed in the castles. Because I figured that's where the knights lived. Um, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't care for me to be in there, right? Because, you know, because they're defending You are the joking, most... right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, what are you talking about? It's, that's... Um, but no, London is like, it's a massive city, um, that goes on for fucking ever. Actually, if you, uh, one of the things I did, I looked at like a map of, um, I looked at a map of the UK and the little circle that, that represents sort of the, the London metro area, it's mm-hmm. like maybe a 30th of the landmass of the whole island. <laughs> like it is a very, very big city. Um, mm. And a few other things. So they've got a very nice public transportation system. I know that's thrilling I... to hear about. Oh, you disagree? I, I was underwhelmed. Well, you were in Scotland, though, right? Or are you talking about your... No, no, no like, my, during the like brief time I spent in London, mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed by the public transportation system. Oh, okay. Like, you're talking about, like, like the like the tube? Like, yeah. Or the, the underground? So, I mean, so the tube um... wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, super nice and posh. Um... I was impressed by yeah. how extensive it was. And that, like, if you wanted to get okay. anywhere in London, like, there was a tube stop a ten-minute walk away. That's yeah, I mean, like... that's... I don't, I don't know, that doesn't seem like that big a deal to me. Well, but when it's a really fucking big city, John. I guess things I mean, like... New York has, like, a ton of, uh, has tons of stops as well. Yeah, I don't actually know too much about the New York public transportation like, they, system. They had a lot of stops, but, like... I don't know. I it was pretty expensive. I found. I, I thought. Well, everything um, except that's like... another fun thing about London that I learned. <laughs> uh, you look at all the prices, and you're like, okay, these are normal city prices, and you realize that they're in pounds, and so you just gotta like multiply everything by like one point four. And then <laughs> I, I, think, get... I think I think, I think it's closer to one point three. Yeah. That's... Thank you, Brexit. Um... Um, but yeah, so things were pretty expensive. Didn't matter because I was so I was mostly there on a on a for an academic conference mm. and yeah I didn't I didn't feel that most things were that expensive but I thought that the the subway was very expensive compared to what I'm used to. Mm. Well, you're used to free, John. Uh, I mean, yeah, more or less, but like, <laughs> so it's not a very know, fair comparison. So. If it was, if it didn't cost, okay, me. no, even so, like, I think like a single ride on the T in Boston is like two fifty or something like that, mm-hmm. and you can take that literally anywhere. Um, whereas I took some like relatively short trips on the subway in London that cost me, or no, I guess I rode it like twenty or thirty minutes one time, and that cost me like seven or eight pounds. I think. Yeah, I never had a seven pound um, ticket. I think it's all done based off of like transit zones. So like if you're going from like, oh, okay. within zone one or whatever, that's one price. Zone one to zone two, that's. A... I'm sure this is actually very boring to listen to. Uh, yeah. Another we exciting thing about the London public transportation system, though, all of their buses are double decker buses, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, there's not. From what I understand, there is not another city in the world where most of their buses are double decker buses. And like, why is it? Why does it work in London and nowhere else, John? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it seems like maybe it's a better system. Like, is it? Is it that like it's it's, it's either like we can fit more people. We can fit more people, but it's but like there must be a reason why no one else does it, right? 
Yeah. Because, like, there are places that have done double-decker buses before, and then they phased them out. Whereas it seems like oh. London is just, like, phased in double-decker buses. And they're, they're <laughs> great fun to ride on. I'm a big fan. Uh, especially if oh, you yeah. like, get to sit on the on the top at the front. It's like you're on a roller coaster <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> maybe London just doesn't have... Maybe it's... T- I, I've got no clue why, but that was just... I thought it was very notable. Um, mm. Another thing about London... People actually do have silly British accents. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty exciting. Because, um, you know, I went there <laughs> expecting that, like, you know, people would have a British accent. But it wouldn't be like you hear in the TV shows and the movies and whatnot. <laughs> but actually, John, it was. Um, there were a, a lot of people who had very strong accents. And it was quite charming. <laughs> Yeah, overall, I thought that uh, London was very similar to, to New York City. Hmm. Um, they both are, like, you know, really big cities with, like, a lot of, like, you know, modern skyscrapers, um, as well as, like, a lot of more sort of, like, smaller buildings and some older buildings. A lot of, I like, residential London's areas. buildings are a lot older than uh, New York's Yeah, that's true, that's buildings. true. I also was just, uh, was grasping for time. Uh, <laughs> that was filler statements while I was trying to remember what I actually wanted to say. Oh, um, one Oh, but they also, like... London oh, yeah. has the Tower of London in it. New York doesn't have oh, I did have see the Tower, Tower of London. Yeah. Tower of London was pretty good. Uh, oh, they're also both very dirty. Like, yeah. much dirtier Man, than... There is so much garbage just... <laughs> lying around in london i don't like yeah do they not have trash people over there or is the problem that everybody's a trash person i don't know (laughs) um but i was i was i was very impressed by the amount of litter i saw lying around (laughs) and it wasn't ridiculous like normally you just you know normally you'd expect to see larger amounts of garbage in like poorer areas in london i feel like they were they were much more egalitarian there was just garbage everywhere yeah, no, it's true in New York, too. There's just trash everywhere. Like, what? I don't know how that it's happens. magical. You'd think when you get a larger population, you're like, okay, well, now that we've got so many people, we can afford to have a hundred people just go around and pick up litter all day. But I guess not. I guess it doesn't It doesn't work out that way. Um, and then the, the English countryside. It's like, oh, man, it is. It's very different. Uh, I would say, first off, from London... It was not the same as London at all. There were many fewer buildings, John. And also just very different from, like, the U.S. countryside. Oh, really? So I felt like there were a lot of times while I was there that I felt that New England was a very appropriate name. Hmm. Um, like, I, there were a lot of times I was looking out at the countryside thinking, like, wow, I, I could just be at home right now. This could be Massachusetts. Hmm. The thing that seemed very different to me was when we were driving through, like, the, the, the Cotswolds, like, the, the oh, real, man. like, rolling countryside where they had all the sheep. Oh, okay, yeah, I, did, I don't think the I sheep. went there. Like, that countryside is fucking rolling, John. It is, like, it, people have, like, stuck all these big balls under the earth, and those are the hills. Mm-hmm. It's just nuts. Okay, I, I I didn't see that this time, but I, I went to Ireland once as well, mm-hmm. uh, and... Ireland has that going on, and yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It, that is very different from anything we have in the U.S. that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all in all, I would give um, the U.K. Uh, one Brexit out of five. 
Oh man, I was there were a couple times like as I was like when I was going there, I was like, oh man, I wonder if like all the English people are gonna give me a hard time about being an American and having a shitty president. And then I was like, well, if anyone can understand a elect or a, a, a vote that went horribly, horribly wrong, <laughs> I think it's the Brits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was your? So you were in Scotland, right? Um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Did you see Mel Gibson Doing hiking? I I did not no. Oh, um, um, did you see? That, that was actually kind of good though. I didn't I didn't really want to see him. I, it sounds like he's a pretty awful person. I guess, but he was a pretty like he 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 was pretty good at like raising up that whole rebellion thing. Um, like back in history times. Yeah, yeah, Mel Gibson back uh, in what was it like the twelve hundreds, thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, I think. Yeah. So you were hiking around. Yeah, yeah, did did a, did a bunch of hiking. It was great. Oh, Scotland's gorgeous. It, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, you were saying uh, it's sort of like New England, but it's an old um, England. Yeah, not Scotland quite so much. Or I guess like, in some ways, the Highlands kind of remind me of like um, parts of like Vermont or New Hampshire. Uh, the biggest difference being though that like New England has a lot more trees, mm. um, whereas like Scotland. Um, it's a lot more like flowers and grasses and bushes and stuff. It's it sort of, it's like, it sort of reminds me of like an alpine meadow in a way, hmm. except that it's rather than it being because they're, everything's too high up and there's not enough water. It's because there's so much water that like all of the ground is waterlogged all the time and it's all peat. <laughs> uh, and so like a lot of big stuff can't really grow in it. There's oh. a lot of rocks. Now, John, did you have one of those too. experiences where you got like trapped in a peat bog and you got turned into a bog mummy? Uh, as far as I'm aware, no. Um, but okay. you know, we, we, we need to wait a couple hundred years to figure that out. Okay, yeah, you could just decompose, I guess. It's unclear yeah. whether or not you're going to mummify properly. Um, yeah. Uh, so, another notable thing about London, I think, uh, and this might mm-hmm. be true of other big cities, London has got a lot of very nice museums um, that I. I'm not sure we'll be around all that much longer. Uh, the British Museum, or also the other British museums? Museum, and also like the Victorian Albert Museum. Um, I think those are the two big ones that I think might be on their way out. Because uh, you go to like the British Museum, and they've got all these incredible historical artifacts. Um, all from other countries. Yeah. And, uh, to my understanding, a lot of those countries are sort of looking to want get them back. And they sort of want yeah. those, those priceless treasures. <laughs> like, yeah, they got all these mummies and all these Egyptian artifacts. Yeah. And it's like, well, hold on, Brendan. You... How'd you get these yeah, it's, again? It's, it is an incredible museum. That is also just sort of a monument to colonialism. And they got, like, this whole section on India, too. And you're like, oh, okay. It's... Huh, what, 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 what connection does England have to India? What? <laughs> Why do they have all these priceless artifacts again? Yeah. Um, so quite enjoyable. Uh, but yeah I, yeah, I did just wonder, looking at them, like, you know, I bet... It just seems like the times are changing, John, and I don't think the times <laughs> yeah. are changing in the British Museum's favor. Uh, I did spend quite a bit of time in um, 
the section uh, that was sort of broadly titled Europe, mm-hmm. but it was really more specifically about the British Isles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was still a great section. And they can probably keep most of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, so I mean, it'll still be a good museum. It just won't be... Yeah. <laughs> they just won't have, like, the Rosetta Stone as the first thing you see when you walk into the Egypt exhibit, maybe. Yeah, ah, oh, that was cool. Yeah. yeah, also, like, what a power move as a museum. <laughs> just mm-hmm. be like, we got to go one of the most, like, basically the most famous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the most famous artifacts in the world. Here it is. Mm-hmm. In our museum. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I think that, that England has more of a claim to the Rosetta Stone than they do some of their other priceless objects. Because mm. they did at one point buy it from, like, a government. Oh, really? Okay. I did yeah. not realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the government does want it back, in fact. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep you posted, uh, listeners. <laughs> Speaking of our listeners, John... Um, yeah, they've been listening to a lot of travelogue stories. Yeah. But I'm not sure that's what they came here for, John. No, it's not. It's not Ian. I think they might have come here for all the hottest ASMR news. And, oh, John, it's been a scorcher. Oh, it, it has been. Yeah, there's... A lot's happened. We're not... We're actually... We're, we don't have a main quest this week, because there's, there's just so much to, to catch up on, uh, mm-hmm. given that we, we have been away for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, so we'll start with our notable vids. John, editing some good music there. Okay, I think I'll keep that music in. I think that was perfect. Yeah. So, first up in the notable vids section, Gentle Whispering ASMR, back on August 7th. So this actually might have been after our last episode. But we're talking about it now. Uh, she published Reviewing Hilarious Products, Laughing Crying Face, mm-hmm. ASMR Style, Dot Tapping, Dot Eating, Dot Giggles. I'm not sure those are dots. I think those are multiplications, John. Or like, th- those are products. It's ASMR okay. Style times tapping, times eating, times <laughs> giggles. You put it all together, John. Okay. It's a whole, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> Uh, so this is a video in which um, she sort of explains at the beginning that, uh, you know, sometimes it can be a little, you know, it's, it's, it can be a lot to stay in character all the time. And so she wanted to just do an ASMR video where she was just sort of more relaxed, more herself. Um, and she nailed it. Uh, it. You really do get to see a different side of Maria, of Maria in this one. It is not the, like... She's not the elegant, poised ASM artist we've all come to know and love in this particular video. She is a someone who is uh, trying out, reviewing, and laughing at various novelty items. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilarious novelty items, John. <laughs> hilarious novelty items. Well, she said that in the title, but I'm not sure that she finds many of these hilarious, honestly. Well, John, I think... She seems delighted by some of them. I don't know that she found any of them hilarious. So, uh... Ah, so next up, another one that I think was actually before our last episode, but we're talking about it now anyway. Um, August 2nd, GBASMR published. Start, or... Oh, sorry. Open bracket, start here, close bracket. Hogwarts sorting ceremony, exclamation. Uh, pipe. ASMR, choose your own adventure. Tilda, uh, open squiggly bracket. Quiz in description. 
closed squiggly bracket. ASM artists really are the people who get the most creative um, with all of their symbols. They use every symbol. Yeah, every symbol on the keyboard or not. They they use them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's shockingly, GB has chosen to uh, make an ASMR video incorporating uh, some aspects of Harry Potter. Now, I thought you know, GB I... was like, you know, a sorority girl or something. I didn't know she was a nerd. I know. Who, who would have thought that GB would be putting out this sort of uh, cosplay-type content. Enraged me. Enraged me, John. Uh, so, yeah, the first one is um, the sorting ceremony, as, uh, as described. Uh, and she uh, reads to you a quiz, a sorting quiz that I, I believe she found uh, somewhere else. I don't think she wrote it. Oh, no, she did write it. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so GB I wrote think you could a... tell because of the final question. Uh, I forgot what the final question was. Oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the final question is, you're asked to participate in a team-based game no one has ever played before. Which role do you choose? A, shield tank or healing support. B, offensive flanker or heavy weaponry. C, aggressive tank or offensive support. And D, strategic defense or sniper. That is a very GB question. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, GB, she wrote a uh, a quiz for sorting. She reads it to you so that it just sort of helps to bring your various thoughts to the surface so that the sorting hat can read your thoughts. Um, but then you, you go to the website and you actually take the quiz and then it, it sorts you. And then you can watch her follow-up videos where uh, she introduces you to the various houses. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ian and I, I believe, have both taken this quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian, what were your results? So I the I put on the sorting hat and it actually said John that I was Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I did get sorted into Slytherin, but I was Harry Potter. Really? And I think that's the important thing. Mhm. Huh. So I um you know have always known in my heart that I am a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. and I believe every time I've taken a quiz to sort me, I've been uh, found to be a Ravenclaw and uh, that was no exception here. I I was sorted into the Ravenclaw house. Uh, the house for smart people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not smart, John. Um, just or even more evil, so, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. Guess, there, there are smart people in the other houses, but I guess uh, Ravenclaws are, are the most intelligent people, the people who are uh, you know, guided by uh, their emotions and desires, but are not slaves to them, like uh, people from the other houses mm. are slaves to their emotions and desires. Mm-hmm. One uh, question I had for you, John. One, one. So, question seven. Which challenge would you excel at? Because uh, I mm-hmm. was looking at the four answers here, and I don't know that yes. I would excel at any of those in particular. Because uh, A was yeah. finding your way out of a maze. B was being the anchor, last one to go, in an obstacle course relay. C, not screaming at jump scares. Or D, standing on one foot the longest. Um. So... I thought, um, well, so my first thought was B, because uh, I just, I want the glory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm reasonably athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somewhat competitive. Uh, and then I also thought, well, like, I'm pretty good at not screaming at jump scares, but that also just, like, feels like a very lame answer. Um, 
Yeah, just like being like, inert. That is my skill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was, I, I thought about it a little more, and I thought, I bet I could find my way out of a maze pretty good. So you uh, sort cause... of feel like you would have been the master of all of these. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, well, I but, so I, I, I chose uh, finding my way out of a maze was, okay. was what I ultimately chose. Because, I mean, I have, I think, a, a sort of notoriously poor sense of direction. Um, yeah, I feel like I have a fairly good sense of direction. And also, like, worst case scenario, I think I'm patient enough to just, uh, to brute force it, you know? You just... Yeah, I mean, I know the whole, like, you know, follow the left wall. Um, yeah. So I guess I could just do that. Uh, or I could just, like, just sort of squeeze my way out. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I could probably do all right in an obstacle course relay, but... Um, and I guess when I, what the problem is when I think about that, I think of, like, the Ninja Warrior people. And I don't think I'm a Ninja mm. Warrior person. I, yeah, that's fair. I I'm think I'd be like those. running. I'd be one of those people who was trying to run up the half pipe, and I would just sort of fall down. And I don't know that <laughs> I would have it in me to to jump up again. Um, mm. Not screaming at jump scares. I mean, I think I I can be a little twitchy at jump scares. I don't know that I would scream, but again, it's like yeah. And it's also, Unless those jump scares are a roller coaster, in which case it's true. You've got no yeah, chance. Got, you're, not you're just going to fall apart. Yeah. Well, John, yeah. roller coasters. It turns out they're machines that make you think you're going to die. And, you know, I don't know how they're legal. And also staying on one foot, like, I think I've got okay balance, but it's, it just seems like none of these are really things that I've ever taken pride in, right? And I don't know, mm. I don't know which houses they would correspond. I mean, I guess finding your way out of a maze is probably Ravenclaw. Not Screaming is probably Gryffindor. Um, I, I kind of felt like Not Screaming might have been the Hufflepuff one. Although maybe standing on one foot. But I think being the anchor is probably a Hufflepuff thing, right? And no, that's, that's, very, that's, a, that's a yeah. lot. There's, there's really a lot of glory in being the anchor. Being the anchor feels more Gryffindor or Slytherin to me. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I think ultimately the, the important thing to understand about this quiz is that I, I was sorted as Harry Potter. Um, it said I was the only one, actually, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think anyone else can get sorted as Harry Potter, but... Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, the Sorting Hat did want to put him in Slytherin, mm-hmm. so... So well, there you go. Just, you know, I gotta say, John, uh, there's there's a lot that I like about the Harry Potter series. I feel <laughs> like there was never really an attempt made to make Slytherin the house look any... Like, you know, people would say, oh, you know, you can be reasonable in Slytherin. I don't know that there, <laughs> there was... There no, no examples of that in the books, though. Yeah, like, yeah, you could have had a couple of... Like, you could have had a few people that weren't Death Eaters, right? Yeah. They <laughs> just didn't. Um, so I'm a Death Eater, John. Sorry to say. <laughs> uh, so, Ian, uh, did you ha- what did you think would be the appropriate house for you? Um, or have you taken other quizzes in the past? I mean, so I think that, you know, I've got a, a somewhat real politic worldview that might be appropriate with with the idealized Slytherin. And I'd, I'd say not so much the Slytherin in practice, because the Slytherin in practice was um, an evil house. Um, <laughs> you know, based off of the book, I, I would say that Ravenclaw would probably be the thing I would be um, best suited for, just because I yeah. think I'm an, I'm an intellectual John. Uh, yes, I course. actually... Uh, have a lot of knowledge, um, like people in Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't mind uh, being a smarty pants. Well, yeah, Ravenclaws are the best. Yeah. So, I, 
I could see you as a Ravenclaw. I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to our, our next set of notable bits. Oh, I did also watch the Ravenclaw video. It was pretty good. I don't really remember it, though, because at that point I was falling asleep. Um, but, you know, good job, GB. Uh, uh, GB again. She just, she does lo- she does a lot of fun stuff. She pumps out about. the high quality stuff, John. It's just true. Yeah. She's uh, she's on her grind every day. One hundred um, emoticon, and then the little uh, prayer. Yeah, you got to get that one hundred emoji in there. Oh, oh the one hundred of the prayer hands together. What a combo! A power combo for powerful people, John. Yeah, like um, GB. Uh, <laughs> those were like big mainstays of the. Uh, student athlete memes which i think have kind of died at this point but i really enjoyed those so i recently heard about the student athlete memes um, myself was this a big thing on the internet recently i don't know that it was uh it was not recent it was like two years ago i think Mm -hmm. um i don't think it was that big but it was very good yeah there's like one in particular i saw and i just it, it got me laughing john got me laughing let's talk about gb though okay uh well also not just gb because uh, GB has teamed up with Creative Calm, and Whoa. they have released not one but two videos, one on each of their channels, uh, the USA versus UK Snack Swap. And I'm not going to read the rest of the title, because I just don't feel like it. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> That was basically it, though. I mean, yeah, it's just a pipe uh, Creative Calm collab. Yeah, well, I had sort of already read parts of it out of order. That's true. Um, actually, no, I, I guess I will read the whole thing, because it is relevant. Okay. Uh, it is open square bracket, ASMR, question mark, question mark, close square bracket, USA versus UK snap, swap, pipe, creative calm, collab. Uh, and the reason that I decided to read the whole thing is because that ASMR, question mark, question mark, is appropriate. Um, both of them are excellent ASMR artists. This is not really asmr content um i mean it's certainly you know calm and relaxing enough but it's not really asmr so much but it is very enjoyable so uh i think snack swap is pretty self-explanatory um gb sent creative calm a whole bunch of uh snacks that are prevalent in america and not in the uk and uh, Creative Calm sent GB a whole bunch of snacks that are prevalent in the UK and not so much in the USA. And then they Skyped each other and uh, traded off trying out some snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and high drinks ensue. Indeed. Uh, so going back, John, to our travelogue, um, when mm-hmm. you were in the UK, John, did you get any Jaffa Cakes? Uh, yes. Uh, but I had, I had actually had Jaffa Cakes before visiting the UK, I believe, because uh, you gave me some at mm-hmm. one point. I did. I did. Yeah. But it was good to buy them, you know, from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've tried Jaffa Cakes now. I've had um, uh, Jammy Dodgers. Ooh. Um, I think I've, I've had some of their, like, more plain cookie cracker type things like some of the like more buttery ones but i don't remember what they were called um i've had um stroop waffle which i don't i think we have like different versions of that here but it's not as prevalent or like the the big brand i don't think um but yeah i've, I've had a, i've had a couple of uh uk snacks they're not really any better or worse than the american equivalents but the novelty of it makes it more fun. Yeah, that's true. I will say, I mean, I think I think a Jaffa Cake is a high-quality treat um, that we should have in the U.S. I just works, yeah, Jaffa right? Cakes are good. Yeah, you know, like a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of orange yeah. jam. It's a solid combo. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I am someone who tries to avoid the snack aisle mm-hmm. when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or not just tries. Like, I, I do avoid the snack aisle. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's not that tasty, and it's not good for you, and it's a waste of money. Um, but... I would um, say that, like, a waste I, of money is the, the the last thing on the list for these sorts of things, because they're generally quite Well, cheap. it was the last thing on the list. Well, yeah, know? but John, what I was going to say is, presumably there are other things on your list which you didn't choose to speak out loud, because they were too low. I think this one should have been lower. I think they're they're quite, like, you do... It's hard to get better bang for your caloric buck than these random Well, I mean, foods. I feel like Unless they are butter. cheap, yes, but, like... When you consider the fact that, you know, they are not that good and not good for you, the fact that you're spending any money on them is a waste of money. That's true. Yeah. Okay, Um, I'll... I'll... But when I... But it it was fun while in the UK to to try some stuff that we don't have here. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, for the novelty of it. Yeah. And John, who do you think won this snack swap? Oh, I, I haven't finished it yet. Uh... Although I, I did, there was one moment I really want to talk about where um, uh, Creative Calm tries a, a Twinkie for the first time, uh, and then they they cut some stuff out, and they come back laughing quite a bit. And I think that they cut out a bit where they were laughing too hard for an ASMR video. Mm. Uh, and I'm guessing that a based on context, it seems like a sexual joke was made. Oof. I don't know about that, John. And that they sort of lost. I don't it. know about that. So we'll have to come back in the next episode. We'll put a pit in this, and we will see, once you've finished watching this video, who won um, the first annual uh, USA-UK Snack Swap Challenge. Sounds good. We can also uh, reach out to GB and Creative Comm, see if they would like to be interviewed for the show, mm-hmm. find out um, if there was, in fact, a dirty joke that got cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I want to... Um, I want to point something out with this, because I thought a sort of interesting thing about this video is that, mm-hmm. you know, they have, uh, I think, like, Creative Calm on the left um, and GB on the right, both in the video and also in your headphones, right? Like, they yes. have stereo video. Uh, and it just reminded me, John, of a little segment in a, in a podcast, which isn't this podcast, which I listened to, that was talking about um, when you listen to a podcast, John... And there's, like, multiple people on it. Do you assign locations to those people? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Because yeah, I feel like... W- what do you mean? So, like, in, in... I don't know, I feel like for me, in most podcasts, I will... I have a visual image of sort of the podcasting scene... Uh, oh, like, like various actually, people you sitting know at a table or something, and I feel like there's. I, a, I do actually have that. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there's a pretty stable position for me of like where people are when I'm listening to a podcast. Mm. Okay, and then it got me thinking about something, John. I was thinking about our positioning, right? And it yeah. made me realize, you know, because like we're not doing this in the same room; we are in fact doing this in different states. Yeah. Now, John, you are always facing me when I look at, um, you know, the webcam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're there, look at me. I have no clue what direction you are actually facing right now. Oh. Like, if I was to bring your body over to around where I am, you know, are you looking basically at me? Are you looking, like, off to the left, off to the right? <laughs> like, I don't know, John. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. 
I don't know either, and I'm actually not that curious about it. What I'm more curious about is what our listeners envision. Oh. Do they envision us podcasting? And if so, what sort of image do they have in their head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have uh, a thought, you can write at us or leave a five-star um Rating with review, <laughs> where you just yeah. like, explain it. Left or right. <laughs> That's really what we should do, John. If we want to get more um, reviews, we got to cut off all other lines of communication. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a great plan. So I just thought that it was just—I thought it was an interesting thing that was brought to me. This idea of like, you know, these podcasters—they've got a place in my brain, <laughs> but where is it? Uh, so uh, I also wanted to uh, mention. Uh, Good Night Moon has continued the saga. Uh, she um, has released a new video in which the Willow Witch is helping to prepare you for the task that the Nightshade Witch, sorry, Nightshade Witch has given you. I am not going to say too much John. about it because we need to we need to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to get also... you uh, to give like a full plot summary of this video series at some point. Cause there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces here, John. Oh uh, yeah, maybe if it, if it ever gets to a good point where it feels like a the end of something has been reached, even if it's not the end of the series, but maybe like maybe like the start of a new story or something, maybe then we can go back and talk about it. Mm. Um, so uh, next notable vid is Jeff Goldblum tries to trigger ASMR pipe Vicepedia bonus uh, open parenthesis HBO close parenthesis. Published by Vice News. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, what it sounds like. It's Jeff Goldblum doing some ASMR. It's a very short video, only two minutes. I don't know if it but... is what it sounds like though, John. Because I feel like the title doesn't doesn't do this video justice. I've uh, so I've got a confession for all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. When I started this video, I thought it was going to be just a crock of baloney, John. Um, I was like, you know, you're like twenty seconds in, and he's just sitting there talking. In, in this two-minute video, it's like, Jeff Goldblum, you're just going to be talking quietly, and that's going to be your version of ASMR. Um, but then, John, it all turns around very quickly, very strongly. <laughs> yeah, and I I think you're saying it doesn't sound like, or that the title isn't that, or it isn't really giving you much detail, because I feel like you just don't know much about Jeff Goldblum. This is what I expected when I saw that Jeff Goldblum was trying ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Jeff Goldblum, he's, a, he's, he's kind of a, a weird guy uh, who sort of revels in it and plays it up. Yeah, he really um, is. Um, a notable thing about this video is, so he, he appears to be recording it in a, in a nice study that appears to be his study, in part because there's a very large painting of himself yep. in Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeff Goldblum's great. I enjoyed this video. It's too short. I would like more of it, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a high-energy ASMR video. He does a lot of buzzing. I feel like he does. most ASMR artists don't do a lot of buzzing. Um, maybe they could learn something from Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> in, uh, are you ready to move on to ASMR news? Okay. Oh, John, it's a, it's been an action-packed, uh, like, month of ASMR news. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of it is... Most of what I wanted to talk about is sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's mostly... Uh, there's been a lot happening with Whisper Lodge. Or more specifically, there's been a lot happening with Whisper Lodge and BuzzFeed. And mm-hmm. also Netflix got involved a little bit as well. 
Because uh-huh. uh, Netflix has a new show. It's a new BuzzFeed show called uh-huh. Follow This, I believe. Um, let me reopen that link. Yes, Follow This is a new Netflix original BuzzFeed show. Uh-huh. Um, Made by Netflix, and- but also by BuzzFeed. It's original. It's their IP. Please do not steal. Yep. Uh, and the first episode is 18 minutes long, and it is about the Internet Whisperers. Uh, uh-huh. Or that's the, that's as, the title. As ASMRs, ASMRs like to call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Internet um, Whisperers. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so it's... I mean... It, I don't know. I, I, it, it's fine. It. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't love it. It's. Uh, you know, it, it felt very predictable to me. Um, as someone who's been doing a podcast about ASMR for about a year and a half now, and has read uh-huh. and seen every like intro to ASMR out there, um, this one follows the same basic format, but for is our longer. Listeners out there. You can cut that out, John. You were just uh, frozen for a second. Oh, I was okay. Worried that. Anyway, yeah. You've thrown, you've thrown me off, Ian. Oh, um, John, you were yeah, throwing no, me it, off. It's by like freezing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it really it you know it covers like the basic like oh what is ASMR oh it's this thing that's relaxing. Um, some people think it's creepy. Uh, let's interview a popular ASMR artist. In this case, Gentle Whispering. Then, like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll interview someone who watches ASMR and ask them, like, why they're into it. We're going to treat it like it's this weird, mysterious phenomenon. Even though the person, like, the journalist who's, like, the main, who's, like, sort of the main focus and is going around and doing all these things, like, she experiences it herself. She knows what it is, but, like, I don't know. It it feels, I guess, like, all information about ASMR feels weirdly, like, like, like voyeuristic? No, not the, It's not that. It's like well, it's, it's kind of shallow, right? It's like it's yeah. A lot of it is designed so that if I'm someone who's basically never even heard of ASMR before, maybe I've I've seen the letters, but I've got no clue what it's about. I come in, I watch this 18 minute long video. Also, what sort of <laughs> Netflix show is 18 minutes long, John? The they one with BuzzFeed. They couldn't even like like just like make it 10 minutes or stretch it out to 23. You know. Mm. There's no there no reason to have an 18 minute show, <laughs> uh, so that outraged me. Um, but yeah, it's, just, okay. you know, it's, it's designed so that if you come in, and they're also often designed to be a sort of one and done deal. It's like, oh, I finished this listicle or whatever. I now know about ASMR, and I'm not going to listen to it again. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna involve myself in ASMR anymore. Which is really yeah. sort of anathema to us, the the people who have put out this. 60 episode, <laughs> or going on 60 episode, <laughs> sequential ASMR extravaganza, I would say. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I had some other uh, issues with it beyond just the fact that it covers the exact same stuff that everything else covers. Um, which is that uh, it's a style of documentary that I don't like. Um, and I, I feel like there's sort of, there's two types of documentaries. There's, uh, the documentaries that are about the subject of the documentary. And then there's the documentaries that are ostensibly about some subject, but in reality it is about the journalists 
uh, investigating the subject. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you take these people who have an important but generally sort of underappreciated role, and you give them a camera and a platform, and they say, awesome, this is my opportunity to make journalism sexy. And then you just get the same boring shots of, like, journalists typing stuff into Google or walking on the street to go interview someone or, or like, talking cold calling car. someone. There's a lot of cold oh, cars a lot a of car. a lot of cold calls and a lot of cars. And it, it, I just don't like it. It I don't... I don't want to listen to you talk to someone on the phone. Yeah. It, it's fucking shit. Yeah. Everybody's so, like, I'm sort of flipping through this documentary. Like, most of the shots are about the person doing this documentary. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't like that type of documentary. It, like, this is not, uh, like, it is a, this is not to put the blame solely on BuzzFeed and Netflix, because they did not invent this genre of documentary. It, is out there it's a it's prevalent and it's horrific i mean i think if you're um, talking about like attention whoring uh media you probably can blame buzzfeed to some extent right like <laughs> maybe they didn't start this john but they got it anyway um <laughs> i will also say john you at one point talked about um you know doing this sort of documentary uh and like making it sexy i just thought that was kind of funny because i I think there is probably no less sexy type of media than a documentary. They really are, right, like... but but the ones that are about like the journalists, like they really are trying to like be like, oh, look how cool I am, journalizing, uh-huh. or jur- journalizing, investigating, and being a yeah, journalist. <laughs> Fucking oh man, um, yeah, I I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't super into it. Well, uh, and so then I guess uh, to continue with that, um, the same uh, woman who was like the main journalist in uh, this uh, documentary, uh, Sachi Cole, also wrote an article um, specifically about her experience at, um, at Whisper Lodge uh, because she does go to Whisper Lodge in this in the show, mm-hmm. um, but it's like a relatively short uh, piece of the show of the episode um so then she also wrote a longer article specifically about her experience at whisper lodge um she did not particularly like it john um i love asmr in videos and i know this is going to be controversial but i hated it in real life um yeah (laughs) says this buzzfeed news reporter yes um and i don't know I, i like I don't know. I, I didn't particularly care for this article either, to be honest. Um, like, I mean, she's a good writer, and, like, you know, she has some... It's, like, a good description of her experience, and, like, she's got some good jokes in it and stuff. But, I don't know. I, I feel like there is... Something about it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I feel like she should, like went into this experience expecting it to be something other than what it is, despite the fact that, like, I feel like Whisper Lodge is pretty direct about what it is. Um, and, I mean... And she also, like... She doesn't like it herself, but I feel like she sort of draws the conclusion that no one would like it, which is, like, obviously 
not true. I mean, she like she goes so far as to say that like most of the other people who were there really enjoyed it. But I think she, I don't know. There's something about the way that she draws her conclusion at the end that feels like it's too broad. Well, sort of like um, she's she's reasoning broadly from a personal experience, right? Which is, I guess, yeah. related to the problem that you had in the the actual documentary as well, and that it's a very a very personal experience, which is maybe appropriate for something about ASMR, but then like ASMR, but it should personal, remain personal. Yeah, well, it should yeah. be about you, right? It's about the viewer. Yeah. Whereas this is about yeah. the person who here was a viewer, um, but is now the shower. Uh, one one line I thought was kind of funny um, from this article. I watched as one of my fellow attendees began showing signs of the ASMR tingle. Dead eyes, relaxed jaw, a look of mild <laughs> euphoria, and was overcome <laughs> with jealousy. Are dead it's eyes... A... Um, does that signify yeah, an ASMR I experience? I, I, yeah, it seemed like a weird description to me. <laughs> I got just... like, I. Like if maybe, I saw someone with dead eyes and a relaxed jaw, I'm not sure that I'd feel jealous about that. I think I'd be concerned. Yeah, maybe like a glazed look or like, I, I don't know. I it, I wouldn't say dead eyes. Well, John, that's why you're not part. I think what rubs me the wrong way about all this is um, this reporter uh, got to do like a big fancy ASMR project. And, I'm, you know, John... I feel like BuzzFeed could have reached out to us. That's all I'm saying, BuzzFeed. Yeah, Next I, time, you know. Um... <laughs> I have that complaint with basically all uh, ASMR, um, or all content about ASMR that isn't ours, is mm-hmm. that uh, you know, they could have reached out to us. Well, not all content that's uh, about ASMR. Because actually, our next topic in the news thing is someone who I think we can both agree, you know, maybe they're more qualified than we are. Okay, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. The next thing that we want to talk about, there's a book out, John. The first book that I'm aware of, um, which is sort of about ASMR. Oh, there's there's undoubtedly, like, all sorts of porn and stuff. Oh, uh, this is not the thing that I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, no? Uh, no. I thought you were going to talk about the next thing on the list. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, the, <laughs> these people are actually, I think, even more... Well, John, I wanted to sort of save this for last, because it... Well, okay, well, fine, well... Yeah. Well, well, so we can go out of order. That's fine, Ian. But I just, I just feel that uh, if you're gonna be like leading me into something, and you're going out of order, you can't expect me to know what you're talking about. Well, John, you're right. Here's uh, here's my explanation for what happened. I typically open up a whole bunch of tabs uh, about all the various things we're going to talk about, and I order them in the order in which we're going to talk about them. Uh, but in this case, uh, two of my tabs did get out of order. Uh, this was the next tab. It was not the next topic. Uh, would you like me to take this time now to uh, issue a formal apology, John? <laughs> yeah, but just uh, direct it at me. Okay. John, I would like to issue a formal apology for <laughs> getting my tabs out of order and thus misleading you with my segue. Um, I think it was damaging to our podcast and it was damaging to our relationship and our friendship. Um, I take full responsibility for it. I hope... I don't ask for forgiveness, John. All I ask for is understanding, and I ask for a chance to uh, demonstrate to you uh, that I feel remorse about this, and that I will uh, take concrete steps to make sure this does not happen again, um, including uh, checking in the future, before we start the episode, to make sure my my tabs are not out of order. Um, And 
uh, maybe occasionally looking at the document again just to make sure that my tabs haven't gotten out of order. All right. I, I appreciate that, Ian. Uh, also, I just want to add that it also damaged our brand. That's true. It did damage the ASMR Quest brand. Um, hashtag like yourself. Hashtag ASMR me. Um, yeah, please buy our merch. Oh, I haven't used the ASM Army in a while. John, oh, we gotta make merch. That one again. That's that's what we're missing right now, John. No merch. <laughs> Although we'll, we'll talk oh, about that right. at the end, actually, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so let, let's move on to whichever topic you want to talk about next. Oh, it's all about what I want, John. <laughs> it's, it's brain tingles. The secret to triggering autonomous sensory meridian response for improved sleep, stress relief, and head-to-toe euphoria by Craig Richard and Melinda Law. Uh, they're the people who do... God, what's the name of it? Well, like it ASMR University? Well, it, it, it's by Craig Richard. Uh, Melinda Law did the foreword. Oh, you're right. Um, and misled. she is one of the co-founders of Whisper Law. <sighs> John, I would like to issue a formal apology to Craig Richard <laughs> for construing <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, yeah, um, Craig Richard is the ASMR University guy, and Melinda Law is one of the co-founders of Whisper Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Craig Richard is also our, our biggest rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the guy that a lot of people interview for their videos, their shitty videos about ASMR, rather than interviewing us for their shitty videos about <laughs> ASMR. Someday, Unbelievable. John. Someday. Oh, uh, and he's got some, he's got some top-tier reviews. So I'm looking at the Amazon page. I will say, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. so... Um, I want to be generous here. Neither of us have read the book. I think we should uh, plan true. on reading the book at some point in the future. It's got an yeah, audio we probably book should. Even so, this is pretty serious. Yeah. And I think it's fairly short. Yeah. Oh no, length two hundred and forty pages. Jeez, well, that's pretty short for a book, John. You're not going to get much. I, guess on I, I, don't, I don't know how many words are on those pages. Yeah, well, if it's like a self help book, it's probably like three words per page or something. Lots of diagrams <laughs> too. Um, yeah, and it's it's actually got a real publisher. It is not a self-published book. Um, right. It's got six reviews right now, sitting at uh, three and a half stars. Now, John, what is our podcast rating at out of five? Oh, uh, well, interesting that you should mention that, Ian. Um, we are at uh, about four and a half stars. Oh, so that's one star um, more than this book. Um, yeah. Although, actually, I, we're actually higher than four and a half, I think. Oh, very nice. Um, um, and I, also, we have more than six customer reviews, so better and a, a more reliable estimate. But, you know, you know, if you would prefer to read a 240-page book instead of listening to, like, um, 60 hours of rambling, that's your choice. Um, <laughs> it's got some pretty big reviewers. It's got a top 1,000 reviewer, a Vine voice. It's actually got three, four, five... John, all six reviewers are Vine voice reviewers on Amazon. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, no, we are at exactly a 4.5. Ah, okay. this customer is a member of Amazon Vine Voice, an invitation-only program that gives Amazon reviewers advanced access to not-yet-released products for the purpose of writing reviews. Ah, so actually, maybe that's why there are not many reviews, because, in fact, this book came out, like... Well, it came out, like, eight days ago. You could read a 240-page book in eight days. Hmm. Yeah, so these are fancy, these are big shot Amazon reviewers, and they gave mixed reviews. An avid book lover, lover says, not worth the time or the money. Yeah, um, three stars, though. <laughs> it seems yeah. like, uh... But Michael Taylor says, brain tingles. That's the name of his review. Four stars, brain tingles. <laughs> there, is, there is then a, a longer 
Well, it's not a very good review. <laughs> there's, there's, um, I remember reading a story about like there's, there's a couple of people on Amazon who have reviewed like thousands and thousands of books. Hmm. Um, and there's like this one woman in particular who has reviewed something like ten thousand books on Amazon. Yeah, I've I've read about her too. Yeah, and there's a lot of controversy over whether or not she actually reads these books because all the reviews are just like things taken from the back cover. And she basically always gives five stars. Yeah. I absolutely believe that she reads all of them. Because mm. I feel like I know exactly who this woman is. Mm-hmm. She is a woman with who loves to read, but is not particularly... But is not very picky about her books. Like, mm. Yeah, it's... This it's, is... I don't, I, so I could see like, someone... She seems to be like someone who just enjoys pleasant content. Like, I feel like she yeah. would fucking lap up Great British Baking Show. And then uh, John, read, everyone like would a romance book. Lap up, yes, yeah, Great British Baking Show slash Great British Bake Off because it's quality content uh, for everyone. Yeah, not just people that's, that's without discriminating point. pals. But anyway, I'll I'll put that aside. <laughs> for um, yeah, I, but just she's read so many books, John. That's the thing. Like, it's one thing if you're reading a book a day or whatever. Like, that's a lot, you know. If you're retired or whatever, yeah, I can see get plowing through a book a day of like sort of light stuff. Maybe it's audiobooks or whatever you're doing other things. Um, she's going through like multiple books a day and it's not that much i well i don't know may, uh, maybe I'm, you're I'm, right I'm, and I, I thought it was more like a book a day yeah i think so my understanding was she has read like she has reviewed so many books that it is it's very questionable that she would be able to read them all um hmm. but i also do not remember i do not have any sources in front of me to back that up so uh, okay maybe i'll maybe i'll put that aside until next time okay right. so this this uh this is a book about asmr yeah. By our rival. Um, actually, John, uh, do you want to... I, I thought I think you have a big announcement, right? About the um, about a, about a book? About uh, you, you writing a book for the ASMR quest? And it being released pretty soon, right? Um, how's the, how's actually, the book project uh, going, John? Um, so, uh, the book um, was supposed to be released... Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, when was... Uh, Brain Tingles released? Uh, so Brain Tingles was released, I think, September 4th. Oh, September 4th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, our book was actually supposed to be released September 3rd, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't heard anything, and um, the guy that I gave 50 bucks to to publish it uh, isn't returning my calls, so... Uh, I, I actually thought, John, um, that, like, we were supposed to... Like, when you publish a book, you get paid for it. You don't... You don't pay. Uh, I th- you know, it's, it's one of those, like, you know, like, you pay them, like, a, a small fee now, and then they, like, pay you back plus, uh, is you it, know, all your royalties and everything. Is it one of those things where, like, they've got money, like, they've got money to get, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's like, totally got money, yeah. It's like, but he's just, like, he it's just frozen. needs to buy, like, a plane ticket. There's, like, yeah, some sort of weird international like, things, like, and they just need to mm-hmm. wire the money. They need money to wire yeah. the money to us, John. you got to spend exactly, money yeah. to make money. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, it's like the whole company. It's not. It's not his personal finances. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like he would totally put. He is like he's a, he is a rich Nigerian prince, actually. Yeah, yeah. So he could probably like, self-publish this if he wanted to. Yeah, there's like some weird thing about how like you know employees can't directly put money into the company, but mm-hmm. like since we're not really employees, we're just sort of like contractors. We can. Um, but so yeah, it, it'll all work out soon. And yeah, so it, it was released uh, September third, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the first uh, book about ASMR. Wow! Congratulations to us. Yeah, yeah. Suck it, Craig Richard. Indeed, Doctor Craig Richard. Doctor Craig Richard. Um, 
PhD ASMR. And our rival. <laughs> so, John, we've talked a lot about ASMR uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast, but I am, I'm yep. sorry to say this is probably going to be our last ASMR Quest podcast. Yeah. Because um, there, there was a shocking piece of news out recently um, mm-hmm. by one of America's oldest and most reliable news sources, The Onion. Uh, and they actually yep. did sit, find, John, um, that scientists determined tingling sensation of ASMR caused by mass brain cell die-off. Um, yeah. the, the article just sort of outlines the fact that, you know, every time you feel that tingling sensation... That mm-hmm. is the, the sort of last gasp of life of millions of your neurons. Um, yeah. And like, you know, the tingling when it goes down your back, that's, that's sort of your spine atrophying. Uh, so it's a, it's a very serious public health issue, John. And I feel sort of guilty that we were culpable in driving uh, conservatively millions of people to yeah, yeah. experience ASMR. Yeah, um, I... I... I also feel very guilty and 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 culpable um, mm-hmm. you know, as as well. As but you're a little. You're, I feel Although, like you're less culpable than I am, though, because I mean, you, because I I've I've lost a lot of brain cells. Yes, and yet, I, I you know, now that likely I likely to die any day now. Now that I think um, about it, now that I sort of look back, I mean, boy, you have been getting so much dumber, John. Um, yeah, like it's, I it's so true. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't particularly impressed by. Well, you know, John, you've got a lot of great attributes. Okay. Um, I never thought intelligence was was one of them necessarily, <laughs> but recently, in the past couple of months, um, yeah. oh, it's just been bad, John. It's just been yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it it is unfortunate. Um, uh-huh. I think I think we should probably issue a formal apology <laughs> to our listeners that we have been encouraging them to investigate and uh, participate in ASMR, and then I think we need to cancel this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to pay reparations, John. Um, so if you have listened to this podcast before, we are paying uh, one thousand. We're gonna we're gonna give you a full refund. We're a full refund, and also a thousand dollars in damages per episode. <laughs> oh wait, no, we're not. <laughs> well, you're right. No, we're just gonna give you, you a full are, refund. Do that because you've got you know you've, you've... No, well, John, you've got to liquefy no, your just, estate, John. Just a full refund. Got... Just a full refund. <laughs> uh, we we will not be uh, paying any any damages. Only only the refund. Because I mean, you know. If you've been watching ASMR, you're like you're gonna die so soon anyway. Like you don't need the money. I guess that's that. true. We can probably just wait for them yeah. all to, to sort of yeah. shove off this earthly coil. Um, so, uh, so the formal apology though. Um, I, uh, John Tyler, and my co-host. You should say Ian Fox. Ian Fox. That's true. Uh, yeah, for- would like to issue a his formal apology in. to our our listeners for our culpability in the. Um, a sort of you know meteoric rise of ASMR um, and the the very large overwhelming role that we have played in the growth in its popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we know that uh, ASMR is in fact a serious medical issue, um, you know, taking decades off of your life and not just a a fun relaxing um, you know the hobby, uh, we we realize that you know we. The, the two of us are are likely responsible for the the deaths of millions mm-hmm. um and uh there there really is no nothing you can say about that other than that we um are are truly sorry and if we had to do it over again um i would still I, don't, do I mean it. i don't know that we would yeah i'd still do it like <laughs> like the uh, 
We made, we've made a lot of money off of yeah, this. Oh, like, geez. The ad revenue, man, John, has been insane. Yeah, I, I really fucking like my mansion um, mm-hmm. and, like, the cars and the cocaine. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. Man, oh, um, so. John's got, a, John's got a bigger mansion than I do off of this, mm-hmm. but I've had a lot more cocaine than John. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you yeah, win some, I, you lose some. Actually, you know, the one thing I would change, I wouldn't watch ASMR. I'd still tell people <laughs> how great it is. <laughs> I just wouldn't watch it myself because, you know. Want to continue to enjoy my riches? That's true. Yeah, that's um, that's one regret. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, I guess it turns uh, out. Oh, John, John. Yes, I'm getting some breaking news. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 publication that put out that shocking press release, The Onion, turns out they are in fact a a well known um, satirical uh, publication venue. Um, they are they are noted pranksters. Uh, humorists and comedians, uh, and that it appears that all of their all of their stories are phony baloney. Oh, well, Politifact gives them a zero percent true rating. Um, it says they are not a very <laughs> respectable journalistic outlet. <laughs> so, John, I think we've just spread some fake news. <laughs> I don't. I mean, probably not. <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, I thought that that was real. It's, it's a good joke, but oh, it'd be much funnier if that's if that's real. Um, I mean, so they've got like an article about some media outlet that picked up an Onion story, um, but I oh. do not see. I do not see a Politifact review of the statements okay. made by the Onion. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> a, a very good joke, though, Ian. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I guess we, I guess we don't have to cancel the podcast then. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's back just, on. Uh, yeah, so oh, and John, you're not going to die for soon anymore. Yeah, uh, I great. do. Um, I do have. Uh, you know, maybe after this, we can talk about some of the the statements you made about my intelligence. Um, but we don't. We don't need to do that on. <laughs> Actually, um, now that it turns out that's true. Yeah, I don't know what's what have you been doing then, John. Have you been sniffing glue? Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to the indulgence corner. Let's move on. Well, actually, no, John, we got to move on. Nah, let's, yeah, let's move on to the indulgence corner. <laughs> um, so, uh, first up, we got a, we got a tweet uh, from Danny D. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, retweeted a tweet at us. Um, he... The, the the original tweet which he retweeted at us is uh, from uh, Tony Poznanski, uh, comedy tour in sixteen states and Canada starting four four twenty nineteen. Details to come. Ooh, so long good time for you, Tony. The show. Um, uh, Tony tweets liking your <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Tony tweets liking your own tweet is like high fiving yourself after masturbating. Uh, and so Danny D um, retweeted that. Hashtag like yourself, CC at ASMR Quest. Um, and uh, I, I agree. Uh, liking your own tweet is like high fiving yourself after, after masturbating. Um, entirely necessary. Uh, completely essential. Mm-hmm. And just a, an important part of hashtag liking yourself. Because mm-hmm. how can you hashtag ASMR me if you don't hashtag like yourself, John? It's a, oh, 
great way to start turning that on. I am actually looking at our Twitter page, John. I noticed that we're still (laughs) spooky ASMR quest. Um, yeah, I I think I uh, meant to change that several months ago, and then I forgot. Well, I mean, at this point, like we're sort of wrapping back around uh, to when it's yeah, seasonally appropriate. So, <laughs> yeah, might as well just leave it at this you, point. John. It's yeah. it's like those people who leave their Christmas tree up until the next year, and <laughs> it's just and then you don't have to bother decorating. Well, then it yeah, because it catches on fire and your house burns down. Uh, we're gonna dedicate the entire month of October. Well, I guess two episodes <laughs> uh, to to spooky ASMR to just you know since we've got the name, <laughs> uh, yeah, two episodes, uh-huh. but the entire month. Uh, uh, and a so Halloween then, spectacular, John. Uh, finally, in the indulgence corner, Ian, we've got uh, some new ratings. I think two new ratings. I think we had eight ratings total last time we checked in. We now have ten. Total ratings. Exponential uh, growth, both John. Of our, exponential growth. Both of our new ratings are five stars. Oh. And one of them even has a review. Oh. From Wiznote. Wiznote writes, Hee hee funny, five stars. You guys are really funny and always make me giggle. Smiley face. As someone who watches ASMR videos but also finds them a little silly sometimes, your content is a perfect mix. Keep it up. Was this review helpful to me? Yes, it was. Actually, did they say that or are you saying that? I'm saying that. I just realized I can say, yes, this review is helpful to all of the reviews. (laughs) So we can can review the reviewers? Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Like, do people become notable reviewers if a lot of podcasters like their reviews? I I don't know. Huh. Also, uh, that's not like. That is a feature that I have just as, like, another iTunes user, oh, okay. not as okay. the owner of the podcast. Yeah. That so makes it, more it's sense. Similar, uh, it's similar to liking yourself, mm-hmm. um, but, like, just sort of one step removed. Because mm. I'm, I'm liking people liking us. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so that, that's exciting. We've got two new uh, ratings and reviews. Mm-hmm. And if you at home want to leave a five-star rating and review, you can do so on iTunes. You can also contact us. By emailing us at asmrquesting at gmail.com or following us or tweeting at us on Twitter at asmr underscore quest. Uh-huh. If you would like to leave Please. a one star, or I guess three star or lower rating or review, um, you can do so at the uh, amazon.com page for the book Brain Tingles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I thought you were going to name, like, I thought you were going to go with, like, Serial or 99% Invisible or, like, some really popular podcast, but but no, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that, going... would, that would be less mean, I think, than, than yeah, what you're, I Yeah, you're going for a, str- a direct attack. <laughs> he is our number one rival, John, and he is trouncing us right now. <laughs> you know, he, he's got a lot more sort of mainstream success, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're we're... we're bigger in the asmr yeah we're sort of like i mean as someone who just spent a lot of time in seattle i think i feel confident in saying uh we're the next nirvana yeah uh anyway listeners thank you very much for joining us again Mm -hmm. uh, and please uh recommend us to your friends and family thank you and stay tingly